You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, November 12th, and today is a special day. We are celebrating and giving thanks to God for the saints at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. And uh, they are the KFUO Radio Church of the Week. So we are celebrating them today. We're going to have a fun conversation with Pastor Worth. I bet you can't guess what the topic might be. Something about creation, maybe. <laughs> our experts. Maybe. So we always go to him for that. <laughs> Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us this morning, Pastor Warren Worth. He's pastor of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. You can also hear him on weekdays. He is on Tuesday afternoons with Gary on a moment in creation mm-hmm. during that 12 o'clock hour, the midday moment. So you can hear him then. Pastor Worth, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thanks. It's great to be with you. We, we got you on a little early today. Usually you're <laughs> in the afternoon. So uh, thanks for coming on this morning and celebrating with us. 52 years of God's grace at Good Shepherd. Is that right? Is that how long Good Shepherd that has been? That is right. Yes, we give thanks to God for that. The congregation was organized in 1969, and God has blessed us through those years. And we're still here proclaiming Jesus Christ crucified and risen for us and for our salvation. And so what a pleasure to share the gospel in our congregation and with you over the internet and over the radio waves. We are so thankful for your partnership. Good Shepherd has always been a wonderful partner of KFUO and um, also sharing their pastor with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when it comes to creation topics, we always get to, <laughs> we know who to go to. And we have a fun creation topic on deck for today. Um, you know, presently, and I'm I got to admit, I'm not a news junkie. I don't follow um, what's going on in the world. Maybe. I do. As, I, okay. Well, and this is how and this is I how I knew this to topic. The news. And this is how I knew this was an important topic to at least consider this week. Is the the COP26, um, which is a climate change conference going on in Glasgow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it's wrapping up today or this yep. weekend. It's wrapping up today. Uh, it's the the UN climate change conference. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's obviously news about this conference going on, but why is climate change even a topic? Um, why, what is it that we need to know about it? So um, I did a little reading on it and I mean, obviously because it's in the news, it's, it's <laughs> pretty easy to find stuff. About. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to find, but there are various views on it. Oh yes. Um, w- what would you say are the different views on, on climate change pastor? Well, Let's start with that uh, conference that's meeting in Glasgow. Uh, As you said, they're wrapping up today. This is the 26th conference. That's why it's COP26, the Conference of Parties, meaning representatives of the countries that were parties to treaties that go back to the 1990s uh, about the environment and trying to limit greenhouse gases and do things that they believe, or at least some people believe, could keep uh, the climate from changing in a way that they believe is harmful. And if you go to their official website, they think this is the the best last chance to get runaway climate change under control. So you can see their attitude is that the climate is changing, and it's going to be catastrophic here in a very short time if we humans don't do something about it. So the belief there is that the climate is changing. It's changing in dangerous ways and to a dangerous extent. It's the fault of human beings, and usually they'll especially point to burning of fossil fuels and the amount of CO2 that gets put into the atmosphere. And so their idea is that it will be catastrophic in a few years because 
Uh, it's our fault, and we've got to do something about it. We have to save the planet. We have to save life on Earth by taking drastic steps to uh, to do something like control the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere. The other point of view from uh, Christians, for example, Bible-believing Christians would say, well, is the climate changing? Yes, it is, but not as drastically as sometimes we're led to believe. And there isn't really evidence that human beings have had a big impact on climate change. There's a lot of natural factors that are going on that we have no control over. The climate has changed over a long period of time. So if you go to answersingenesis.org and type in climate change, they have a lot of great articles there. They also have a DVD that you can order called Global Warming. And if you order that, it's a well done with knowledgeable scientists who uh, help walk you through the idea. So is the climate changing? Yes. But first of all, maybe you have to ask what is climate and how does climate change? So how do you define climate? Well, if your climate is talking about the average weather at a particular location over a certain period of time. So uh, usually they would take a period of time like 30 years or so on. So looking at the average weather patterns in a particular region over a fairly long period of time, 30 years or something, which to us who don't live a real long time, 30 years seems like a long, long time, but you have to have a bigger perspective than that too to realize that, you know, if you take a biblical view of creation, the world's been around like 6,000 years. And so is there a way to kind of see has climate changed over a longer period of time or remain pretty stable? So, One thing that people sometimes forget when they talk about, you get a headline that says, this is the hottest year ever or something like that. Well, how long have we been able to measure temperatures accurately? Well, land measuring the temperature on land-based stations goes back to like 1880. So that's really pretty recent. (laughs) And only in very recent times have we been able to measure accurately temperatures all over the world using things not only on land, but out at sea and satellites and all these other things. So you need to keep all that in perspective. Back in the middle to late part of the 20th century, people thought that we were headed to another ice age because the temperatures were dropping over a period of 30 years, and they thought, oh, we're going to head to another ice age. And now in more recent years, the last you know, 20 or 15 years, people have been worried that the temperatures are rising too much. And so they're worried about global warming. And then when the temperatures uh, stabilize or begin to drop again, then they quit calling it global warning, warming and just call it climate change. <laughs> um, but uh, to keep this all in perspective, it's good to ask some questions. Is the latest temperature rise that we're seeing right now in the normal variability of the climate over the long haul? Okay. Is the increased concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere the cause of the latest temperature rise, or are there other factors? And are the current mathematical models of the climate really useful for predicting the future? And then we could throw another question in there, and then how should Christians respond to all of this? So do you want to talk about any of that, or should we just keep keep going here? 
I do want to talk about a lot of that. I think maybe we should take our break a little bit early, though, so we don't have to cut you off in the middle of a, <laughs> in the middle of a really okay. good point. So we'll take our break first. But yes, I want to talk about a few of those things that you've mentioned. We're talking with Pastor Warren Worth from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. On the Coffee Hour, we'll be right back. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, November 12th, and we are celebrating, giving thanks to God for our KFUO Radio Church of the Week, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Our guest today, Pastor Warren Worth, and always our expert on creation topics. So we were digging into this topic of uh, climate change. There's a conference going on in Glasgow. And Mm -hmm. Sarah, I know you had a pressing question, so I'm just going to hand it back to you. Yes. Well, yes, I've been following this in the news a lot, and, and so much of this is coming from a uh, a very secular worldview just because of, of of the nature of the science. So how do we as Christians uh, study this and respond to it from our own Christian point of view and perspective about what we believe about creation? Well, thank you. That's a really good question. And as Christians, our worldview is shaped by God's Word. You know, God's Word tell us where we came from, where the universe came through, where, where, where weather and the atmosphere came from. Of course, God is our Creator. And so when you start with the Bible as your foundation and let that shape your worldview, that helps you to understand the world in uh, the right way, right? So we, from God's Word, we understand about creation. We understand about something that affected uh, the world's climate in a big way with the flood of Noah's day, a major catastrophic event that God sent because of man's wickedness. And yet God, in his grace, preserved Noah and his family and the animals with them on the ark. So the God who created the universe is still in control of the universe. The God who's in control of the weather and the climate is still that same God who in his mercy and grace preserved Noah and his family on the ark. You know, when you get to the end of the account of the flood in Genesis chapter 8, Noah built an altar to the Lord and made sacrifices. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And I think that put some things in perspective for us as Christians to avoid some of the alarmist uh, and hyped up things that you get in most news feeds these days where people are like Chicken Little uh, running around and saying the sky is falling and and, uh, we'll all be killed. And I think we need to put that in perspective. Also, if you want to back up to the beginning of 
Genesis and the story of creation, God gave man dominion over the earth. Now, dominion doesn't mean that we have the right to uh, despoil the earth and be careless and be bad stewards, but God put man in the garden to care for it. And so God put man on earth to take care of the earth that God created. And God created that earth to sustain life, to sustain human life and sustain sustain plants and animals. And when you look at the world God made, even as the world is cursed by sin, you still see God's amazing design, how well everything still works. So that, you know, there still are living things and human beings uh, being the crown of God's creation still here in the earth because God has not abandoned his creation. And so I think that helps to keep things somewhat in perspective there. Uh, Should we be good stewards and be careful not to... uh, pollute and and waste resources absolutely we we can learn to be better stewards than perhaps we have sometimes been and i think that's a proper christian understanding but at the same time to avoid the alarmism and the extreme hyping of this as though human beings are in control of destroying the earth and saving the earth i think that's kind of the, the thing that's even more alarming to think that it's completely up to me to save the world. I am not the world's savior. There is a savior, Jesus Christ, who saves us from sin, of course, by his life, suffering, death, and resurrection. That's the main thing we want to keep in mind. But even when it comes to being good stewards of creation, um, God is in control and the things that he's placed in creation have a much bigger part to play in keeping climate on an even keel rather than our puny attempts to whether it's controlling greenhouse gases or anything else. When you really read up on this, again, Answers in Genesis has some really good resources where you have Bible-believing scientists, and many of these people who write on this are people who, this was their specialty, you know, meteorology, uh, as studying, working for the National Weather Service and, and uh, studying climate and so on, realizing there are many, many other factors that affect uh, temperature of the earth, for example, far more than anything humans have done or could do. So like solar flares and the solar cycle affects the earth's weather and climate far more than things like greenhouse gases that people produce. Uh, Volcanoes and things like this have much more impact on Earth's weather and climate than anything people do. And when it comes to greenhouse gases, the the primary greenhouse gas is water vapor, uh, and that has a much bigger impact on everything than, than carbon dioxide does, or methane, or any of the other things that are uh, in that mix as greenhouse gases. And actually, the greenhouse effect is a good thing, uh, to, to the extent that if, there, if we didn't have greenhouse gases, Earth would be frozen, and, there, and it would not be hospitable to life. So that's really part of God's plan in the first place how God uh, created the sun and the, the amount of light that comes to the earth and the energy that comes to the earth to sustain all living things. The greenhouse effect to keep the earth from being frozen and to keep our uh, atmosphere and our climates relatively stable. The oceans, which contain a lot of carbon dioxide too, are also a very great stabilizing force on earth's temperature and earth's climate. Thus, the water cycle of evaporation and rain and all this, very crucial. So God knew what he was doing in producing these things. Uh, when God created everything, uh, think about 
plants that need carbon dioxide and animals that need oxygen. That, too, is part of God's design, how God made things so that life is sustained and there is that balance. At the Creation Museum and on the creation, uh, dot, or answersingenesis.org website, they have a chart where people have shown what the variability of temperature has been on Earth. And as alarming as people make it sound that Earth's temperature is right now is getting too warm, it's been this warm before. There was a medieval warm period back in the, you know, like 800 to 1,200 1200 AD. There was a, a Roman warm period back, you know, closer to the time of Christ uh, and the first 100 or 200 years after the birth of Christ. So there have been warm periods before. There was the Ice Age that followed the flood of Noah's day, and there was what was called the Little Ice Age that was between like 1300 A.D. to about the year 1880, and then the temperature started rising again. So during that uh, Little Ice Age, the temperature on Earth dropped about 2 degrees Fahrenheit, that's about 1 degree Celsius, uh, which caused things to be pretty cold for a while on on the whole, on the average over that time period. But again, things are stable, and so the temperatures came back up. And so that Earth's temperature does vary, has varied a couple of degrees uh, over long periods of time, but that it hasn't really been affected by man the way people are making it sound. The amount of CO2 that we add to the atmosphere, it doesn't really, if you look over the long haul, that really, the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere does not correlate well with the actual rises and falls of, of global temperatures over the long haul. And so uh, some of this stuff is, is not really uh, well thought through. And there is also... You hate to say it, but there's also political things that are involved here. Like a lot of other things, you're not supposed to hear all sides of the of the argument. So just as when we talk about creation, people don't want you to hear all the evidence about this. They want to push their evolution story. Millions of years and people evolved from lower forms of life and all of this, and they they don't want the other side to be told. And the same is true when we're talking about uh, so-called global warming or climate change, where the alarmists want only one side to be told, and anybody who has a different point of view, even those who are experts in their fields of science, are not allowed to tell their story because that that news goes against the prevailing narrative they get shut down you're not allowed to speak about it you're called a climate denier or something like this and it's like that that's really not fair to do name calling rather than let the evidence be put out there on every side and and again facts need to be interpreted right there so there's not just cold facts and nothing else. You've got the facts, and then there's interpretation of those facts. And Sarah, as you pointed out in your question, worldview plays into that. So if you think it takes hundreds of thousands or even millions of years for the polar ice caps to get built up the way they are, that's going to influence your view as opposed to if you believe that uh, polar ice caps could be built up a lot more quickly than uh, the millions and billions of years that the evolution-believing people put out there. 
And, you know, if you say, is there any evidence that the polar ice caps could be built up more quickly than uh, the prevailing view of millions and billions of years? You say, well, there were airplanes that crashed in World War II that were recovered in more recent years, and they had been covered by, what, a couple hundred feet of, of ice and stuff in just, you know, a matter of decades. So, yes, uh, there is evidence that things are fit the biblical model and that the long ages, the millions and billions of years model is not correct. And when that comes into climate change, again, it helps us to avoid the extremism and the the panic and and the the hype there and to believe that the climate really is more stable over the long haul and God is still in control and he promises that summer and winter uh, cold and heat uh, will not cease until as long as the earth stands. The truth is that what you just pointed out, that God is still in control and that truth is heard at Every service at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. And uh, we, are, we have just a couple minutes left. I wanted to point out some upcoming special services at Good Shepherd uh, where that truth is proclaimed. We have uh, a couple of holidays coming up. We certainly do. On Thanksgiving Day, November 25th, we have worship at 10 a.m. Uh, then the next Sunday is uh, the first Sunday of Advent. Our regular Sunday services are at 9 a.m. with Bible class at 1030. And then we have Wednesday evening services for the first three Wednesdays in Advent. And that would be uh, December 1st, December 8th, and December 15th. Those are Vespers services at 7 p.m. And then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. On Christmas Eve, our worship service is at 4 p.m. And on Christmas Day at 10 a.m. And our listeners are certainly invited to join us as we receive God's gifts through word and sacrament and proclaim Jesus Christ, who is the Word made flesh, who is the way, the truth, and the life, our crucified and risen Savior, our Creator, and our Redeemer. Pastor, how do we find Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri? We're located at 2211 Tenbrook Road. So if you know where the Fox School campus is, we're very close to that. 2211 Tenbrook Road here in Arnold, Missouri. Very good. So wonderful services coming up. Thanksgiving, Advent, Christmas, all those things. Uh, And then Sunday mornings, you you mentioned again, uh, the Sunday morning services are what time? Sunday morning is at 9 a.m. and Bible class at 1030. Very good. What are you covering right now in Bible class? Well, we're finishing up some study of the of the Epistle to the Hebrews, which has been uh, one of the lessons of the day for several weeks here. So uh, you can come and listen to us as we hear how Jesus is our great high priest and the one who has uh, opened up heaven for all believers. Amen. Pastor, with just about a minute left, Good Shepherd has been a wonderful partner of KFUO Radio for many years. Uh, why is it important to Good Shepherd to be a KFUO partner and KFUO Radio uh, Church of the Week? Well, it allows us to broaden our own proclamation of God's Word and the truth of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And I think it's great uh, because every speaker that you get on KFUO is speaking with one voice. We're confessing the same truth of God's Word, salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. 
believing God's word from the very first verse, so we believe together what the Bible teaches about creation, the flood of Noah's day, the fall into sin, the coming of our Savior Jesus, and the hope that we have in our Savior Jesus who is coming again. So it's a chance for us to speak together that wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, God's blessings as you uh, continue to celebrate God's grace there at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. 52 years. Mm -hmm. Thanks be to God for that. Pastor Worth, thanks so much for being our guest and uh, for Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, Arnold, Missouri, being our KFUO Radio Church of the Week. It is our pleasure. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.